Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. head keep telling me i'm not okay Okay. it's feeling like a hurricane in my brain dark clouds hard times bad weather please don't make this last Last forever forever. i I, I, I. I can't (laughs) sing it's terrible it's so off the lyrics are good though i was gonna support you (laughs) i couldn't do it i was gonna support you i just don't know the song it's fair tell us the lyrics because this is a song that relates to our topic today yes so this is called voices in my head by falling in reverse Uh uh-huh and the chorus line that i was gonna try to sing terribly no i was good it was good i liked it i was (laughs) no it it goes the voice in my head keep telling me i'm gonna die I don't want to talk about the drama, trauma, tie, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're telling me I'm fine. We both know that's a fucking lie, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm losing my mind, but I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. First of all, like hardcore emo vibes, which I really appreciate. Yes. Deeply appreciate that. Yeah, very hardcore emo vibes. And it is related to our topic today. Yeah, which is schizophrenia spectrum and other psychotic disorders yes and so hey voices in your head telling you you're fine and also telling you you're gonna die and also telling you all these other things yeah lots of mixed (laughs) messages going on in psychotic disorders correct so we thought we would give it something that matched we wanted a song that matched today or at least we tried we yeah we tried (laughs) sorry we enjoy singing but we're not very good at it (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly but this is a podcast we can do whatever we want yeah yeah (laughs) welcome to our podcast this is shit your shrink thing a show where two shrinks talk about things they think about mental health and we will demonstrate and provide some skills and then try them ourselves make some maybe too much information self-disclosure right <laughs> a little tmi maybe it's a little extra for, and you didn't know, need to know that and you're just here for the skills or maybe you're here to learn about us and you know that yeah gives maybe us... you actually like us as people that's cool yeah that would be okay too or maybe you're in it for both either way this is shit your shrink things and today we're talking about about schizophrenia spectrum and other psychotic disorders yes as a reminder we do have a patreon so our patreon is www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink thinks we've got an instagram a twitter a facebook and yep. a gmail yeah yeah all of the handles are shit your shrink thinks so you can find us that way and our gmail is shit your shrink thinks at gmail.com so yep. send us any questions or feedback. Right. And we love having episode ideas, honestly. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we do. So as you guys know, we are still learning about each other on the podcast, and we often share a segment called What's Good. So we talk about something that's good in life or a funny story. So what's good with you this week? My what's good is that I am finally getting my time off. Like back when we had those burnout episodes, I said, yeah. I'm putting in for time off. I'm finally getting it. <laughs> It's happening. I did the homework and it's paying off. It is. You know, 
the last episode I was editing, I could hear the exhaustion and the burnout in my voice. Oh, no. Like, it was it was really kind of depressing for me to hear myself in that. Oh, I was no. like, oh, fuck. Like, this is not fun. Like, I'm not very <laughs> – like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm really glad to have some time off for a little bit. And yes. I've been pretty busy trying to catch up on shit that has just fallen behind. Yeah. But I'm hoping that I'll – I'm trying to get some rest in as well. What's yeah. the most pleasant thing you've done so far with your time off? Moments of nothingness, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Like, there are things that I should have been doing or could have been doing, and I just kind of have let myself not do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's been the most pleasant, because normally yeah. I don't have time for that. Oh, yeah. I saw Anybody a- got time for that? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme or something the other day that said, does work ever kick your ass so hard that you drive home with the radio off, staring yeah. into space? <laughs> And that's kind of it. It's like, I literally can't even have any more stimulation Mm -hmm. except for just the sound of the highway. (laughs) Right. That's it. That's all. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're getting that time off. That's excellent. It is wonderful. What is your what's good, Sunny? So my what's good is that I have a consultant who is a teenager to help me be cool. Ooh. What's up? Youths. <laughs> we got some youths helping us out. We got some youths on our team. First of all, I th- I'm pretty sure she's a podcast listener. So oh, cool. if you're listening, Caroline, what's up? Yeah. And you know who you are, that you are my teenager consultant. So thank you. And <laughs> she has been helping me out with, so I have an interest in learning new slang. I Oh, oh my God. Okay. I love, I love it. I love it. They're always so hot. They change so quick. Yes. So I was thinking, so I knew there was a point in time where, so I had a high school teacher friend and she would give me the new slang. Okay. She has recently departed from that. So I haven't gotten as much new slang, but she was telling me slang things like lit, drip, fire. But those things have since been out of date. Yeah, I was going to say, I think those are no longer things. Mm-hmm. And my thing with a lot of those are they're kind of drug related and they don't realize they are, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's a really good point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point. That's a really I don't good think point. the U's recognize where that actually stems, like where the core of that word came from with it's, some of those. It's drugs. Yeah. <laughs> drugs, man. It's drugs, man. Drugs <laughs> so, are bad. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Some of them. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. So, yeah. So, she hit me up with a bunch of new slang. Okay. She, she will keep a little Google Notes tab, basically. Oh, my God. Okay. For me, and then <laughs> explain them to me when I see her, which is... That's epic. Yeah. It's great, actually. I don't think they say epic anymore. Oh, oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> so, one of the ones I got recently was facts. Facts? Like, F-A-C-T-S. Like, okay. Like, that's facts. So okay. if you were telling me that work was bullshit and you hated everything about it, I would just say at the end of that, facts. Okay. Like, so it's kind of like 100%, like 100. Yeah. You know, when people yeah. use... Maybe, kind of. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, guys. Okay. I get it. It's so be- basically just truth. Yeah. Just yeah. confirmatory. Sure. What was the other one? It was something like Bible, but I can't remember. Remember how we used to say Bible? Like, that's no. the truth for sure. Bible. I swear on my life. Bible. There was no, something. I do not recall this. <laughs> <laughs> There's something like that. Bible. Even when I was young, I wasn't cool, guys. I don't know the words. Yeah, she said tweaking was coming back, which, hey, what? An- another drug-related one. Wait. Tweaking, like somebody's tweaking out. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Not twerking, tweaking. Yeah, tweaking. Okay. 
Like that yeah, kid just is like tweaking. they're just tweaking out. Yeah. yeah. A bit of a tweaker. Sure. <laughs> if you will. Yeah, yeah. They're on too many druggies. Yeah. Got it. But I think it just means now that they're spazzing. They're okay. being a spaz they're about being something. They're being weird. Mm-hmm. They're being intense. They're being a bit intense. Gotcha. And uh, the other one that I got was mid M-I-D. What? Yeah. Okay, what's that mean? So if I said something is mid. Halfway? It, yeah, it means it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fucking hearing you interpreting these things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just have you guess what they are. I shouldn't have told you any of these. From now on, it can be like a session where you have me guess what it means and I'm just terrible. Maybe that should be our what's good. Maybe that'll be our what's good next time. I'll come with new slang. So mid is essentially you're saying that something is just middle of the road. That's mid means it can kind of be an insult. Like, oh, it's only mid. Okay. You wouldn't say it's only mid. You'd just be like, yeah, it's mid. Okay. It's okay. Basically, like this is this is tolerable, but yeah. it's not great. It's okay. Good, not great. Sort of. Gotcha. Thing. And, okay. And you can use it to throw a little bit of shade. Also okay. If you really wanted to. Interesting. So these are just. How some... would you use that in context? Like, can you use that in a sentence? Uh, I might. If I was throwing shade at somebody, I might say, "Yeah, her outfit's kind of mid." You uh, know. Okay. Okay. Just, okay. Okay. I can pick up what you're laying down, I think. Yeah. Uh, if I was sh- throwing shade at another mental health professional, I'd be like, yeah, she's kind of mid as a therapist. Gotcha. That sort of a got thing. It, got it, got this it. This is a okay. totally average. Yeah. Maybe I'm being right. shady. Basically saying someone's basic. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of it's kind of basic. Yeah. That, sure. That sort of a level. Yeah. Okay. 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 So these are, these wow. are the- The new terms. Yeah. There God. are a couple of them. And I have more, but I thought I would at just- At least most, I mean, mid, that's not drug related. You know, that's encouraging. <laughs> uh, I told I told her that I like to bring back kind of the 70s ones. I'm Ooh. into gnarly and radical. Eh, maybe radical is 80s. I like to do as early on in history of slang as I can find. Oh, really? Because yeah. I like like Dag Nabbit level. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like, go even further. Yeah, go, go way on back. <laughs> way like on to, back. I'm like 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s slang, and you're like, the the early the early days the BC early days. yeah <laughs> Michaela BC <laughs> so that's why what's good this week how did your uh, homework go from last week mine was to do some coloring yeah right right yeah and I didn't okay okay <laughs> I didn't I actually again I had a little bit of opportunity but I just didn't that's that's fair I, you yeah. stared at the wall instead I did I literally just stared at the wall I didn't even have the capacity for coloring which is sad. Yeah. My self-care has been so terrible. So, I mean, I do want to re-up my creativity self-care still. Yeah. Long-term goal, but I just didn't have the capacity this week, which is ridiculous. Like, that's the level of burnout where I I couldn't even do the simplest, smallest of things. Yeah. You were reaping the rewards of other homework you completed, self-care of scheduling time off. Right. Yeah. And then staring. Into yeah, space. staring into space and yeah. letting all the mental debris try to float away. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How did your homework go? I did a little bit of it, not a lot. It okay. was just painting. So I did bust out my paints very briefly. It was awesome. Yay. I really enjoyed it. I found myself, when I ruminate on stuff, I'm like a dog with a bone. Mm, I kind of yep. get one or two thoughts into my head things that'll worry me in the day and i'll just kind of just cycle them yeah just chew on them all day and so instead of doing that i decided to try to paint and it it's kind of like white noise starts to happen in my brain it's like it goes blank 
and I'm just focusing, focusing on, on what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I really enjoyed it. It was brief. I didn't do it for a long period of time, but I did do it and it was enjoyable. And I didn't, I mean, I wasn't doing, I was just smearing color around on a canvas. It wasn't. Sure. I mean, no Picasso over here, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Picasso's kind of look like some smears <laughs> on a canvas. Sometimes. <laughs> Maybe I am exactly a Picasso. <laughs> yeah. Just draw a half a face and then you got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. And then, you know, I, I just enjoyed kind of the creative aspect of it. it made me feel kind of more connected to my emotions oh, and yeah. i could kind of see what was coming out through my hands in uh, as a representation of what was in my brain yeah you were processing it without actually have to cognitively process it kind of yeah that's yeah. my favorite kind of, i don't actually like having to label my yeah, feelings yeah, yeah. or speak them out loud right I have, I have that kind of energy i like to do it any other way <laughs> Fair. But again, I think it's a really good example of like when you are ruminating on something, trying to redirect yourself towards some other activity that's going to be self-soothing, but also kind of help you background process without really having Mm -hmm. to process when you're a little overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Indirect. Yeah. Yeah. It was indirect, but still effective. Right, right. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I dig it. I did my homework and I probably... Thank you. (laughs) Air five. Air five. (laughs) So what are we chatting through today? So last week, Sonny's Van Gogh exploration made me feel like we should talk about schizophrenia spectrum disorders and other psychotic disorders. Yes. Which is a category. That's that's what the category is called. Mm-hmm. And we are using the DSM-5 for this review. So again, it has its strengths and weaknesses. But this is what is used for formal medical and mental health diagnosis within the community. Right. Exactly. So let's define some of the key features of a psychotic disorder and schizophrenia spectrum disorders. And just as a reminder, psychosis is when you're seeing or hearing things that are not there. Right. So when we say psychotic, that's what we mean. Right. Yeah. We're not meaning that as a slam. That's that's a medical terminology. Yeah. Right. There's right. Not, it's not like, <laughs> that person's psychotic. It's like, no. Psychosis no, is a description right. for a phenomenon that is happening. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're, we're not trying to be dicks, I yeah. promise. <laughs> Most of the time. Most well, yeah. of the time. Okay. Maybe occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> so as defined by the DSM, there are abnormalities in one of the five domains. So we've got delusions which is, we can talk about, we're going to kind of define all of these things, hallucinations, disorganized thinking or speech, grossly disorganized or abnormal motor behavior, including catatonia and negative symptoms related to emotional expression. So let's start with delusions. Michaela, what are delusions? So delusions are fixed beliefs that are not amenable to change in the light of conflicting evidence. They can sometimes be deemed bizarre, if they're really clearly implausible and are not understandable to the same cultured peers. But mm-hmm. sometimes they are kind of plausible, but they're still, again, it is a belief that you're going to hold very firmly. And when somebody gives you evidence that says otherwise, you that doesn't matter. It's yeah. still your, your belief is unchanging. Yes. This is what's happening. So can you give me a sample of that? Yeah. The paranoid ones are kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Those are good, those are good ones. Yep. Yeah. Let's say that... Every white van they see, they assume is a van like that is there to follow them or mm-hmm. is doing some kind of surveillance on them, mm-hmm. that it is the FBI, mm-hmm. it is some higher governmental agency coming after them. And even when given evidence, like let's say they call it in, they call mm-hmm. in the police or something. Yeah, uh-huh, and the police, and the like, police go, no. no, that's not what it is. They still hold that belief firmly mm-hmm. and they're still going to firmly say that that's what's happening. 
Right. So that would be an example of a persecutory or paranoid delusion. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And those are <laughs> those are hard to disprove, actually. A lot of times those ones are, they sound more realistic, like the FBI is following me, or my apartment <laughs> is bugged. Or, right. You know, and for some people, I mean, I've worked with people who have really high government yes. security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it's... It's, it's plausible. You know, you wonder, you're like, well, maybe. Right. So those ones are actually sometimes hard to uh, disprove. And often as a mental health provider, provider, I actually take a real middle ground with that. I, I think assume, with most of delusions, you yeah. really don't want to, you yeah. don't want to argue hard against them. Well, and sometimes you're wrong. Right. I mean, like straight up, sometimes it's happening. Right, so right, right. it's not a great idea to think you know every single thing no. as a mental health provider, because a lot of times you might find out that there's a kernel of truth to that delusion. Right. Might be exacerbated, but. Sure. Right? There's, Definitely. There's some there. Yeah. Definitely. I had one where, and this is one of our examples, religious. Mm. So religious is that you're believing you're a religious figure or that you have special relations with a deity or that you're possessed by a demon. Yeah. I definitely had one where somebody thought they were Jesus. Like I yeah. am second yep, yep. Jesus, I've third seen. Jesus. Right. Yeah. We've had, I mean, I've had a couple of. Religious Jesus. ones. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or I am the next Messiah is another big one. Yeah. Or, you know, and but it's hard, again, with religious ones to determine, well, what here is within the bounds of somebody's religious belief system versus what's yeah. outside of it. Right. And again, and even within some cultural dynamics, mm-hmm. let's talk about, I mean, with some of those religious beliefs, you're, you don't want to necessarily question someone's culture mm-hmm. if that's, you know, if that's kind of related to their belief. Mm-hmm. So you do really have to walk when it comes to these delusions, you really do have to tread lightly and not necessarily just out right out be like you're delusional (laughs) you know like that's not the game you play man right (laughs) that's not i've definitely heard of other ones where um people believe that they have to eat eat something specific like human in order to live forever that would be like an oddly religious belief sure sure something that would be very problematic to live with right be a delusion yeah another uh type of delusion can be referential Mm -hmm. which is Believing that certain gestures, comments, or environmental cues are directed toward you. So, again, maybe some public forms of communications or, like, song lyrics or some message on the TV. Mm-hmm. You think that they're talking to you directly. Mm-hmm. Like, this is about you, whatever they're saying. Yeah, the news report is about Michaela. Right. For example. Yeah, I had a client who thought a book was written for her that was written about Abe Lincoln. I had a mm-hmm. client who thought that... Uh, the six o'clock news was telling her codes. Right. Yes. For... I've had a lot of those kind of things where there's codes in the media. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, lots of times th- those ones are kind of easier to disprove. Sure. But sometimes, you know, the the delusions like that can be, again, something that referential things you might not be able to disprove. So we try to right. keep, I mean, take some people, ground. like I think I've used before, where they think that people are laughing at them. You know, like they're mm-hmm. just a group of people and they assume it's about them. And mm-hmm. Majority of the time, probably not, but maybe occasionally it is, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I had one where uh, somebody thought that there was a, a string, like strings that were in their body and that they were picking out strings mm. from their body, but it was actually just like hairs. Yeah. And uh, that would be what's called a somatic delusion. So right. we're having a preoccupation with something regarding health and organ function. So you think you have a really bad medical problem or you have like worms under your skin or damage from cosmic rays or right. but something that like 
no matter what we do, we cannot find any evidence. Right. There's of no this legitimate medically. medical evidence saying that this is what you have. You mm-hmm. like they have done scans and you have no worms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yet they are by God determined that they have worms. Right, right, right. Or you had all of the antiparasitic treatments. Sure. And you still feel like you have worms, etc. There's also also nihilistic, so involving the belief that some kind of cata- major catastrophe will occur. Uh, you know, some of these are common, though. Right. That's a that, I that's. Think, I feel like in today's society, after, yeah. especially after COVID, like that one, like <laughs> just everybody's like, yeah, whatever, it's all doomed. Yeah. <laughs> we have a we have a what is that called? A collective delusion. Yeah, it's a collective yeah. de- nihilistic all, delusion. Yeah, we're all just like, that's it. You know, and maybe we're, it's not. And again, we never know what is and what isn't. And right. there's grandiose delusion. So what one's that? So that's believing that you have some kind of exceptional ability or wealth or fame. Like you might think that that everybody's you know taking pictures of you because you're this you know really well renowned person or mm-hmm. that you're this this highfalutin person that everybody cares and is paying attention to and everybody's everybody looks at you when you walk in the room when mm-hmm. nobody actually does at all. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> did you ever watch How I Met Your Mother? I I need to. I've seen some episodes, but I haven't watched the whole series. There is a scene where Ted, the main character, yeah. says, you know, whenever I drink, I get really good at beatboxing. And then, it sh- <laughs> <laughs> and then it shows him actually being drunk beatboxing. And it's terrible. And he's just like completely staring off into space. And so it reminds me a little bit of that is that somebody just thinks that they are the bees knees at something and right. there's no evidence right of that. like i'm a really skilled piano player <laughs> no no <laughs> playing cr- yeah chopsticks cap- yeah chopsticks I'm yes s- oh gosh yes yes these are these are examples of delusions and i think a lot of us have seen i mean it's pretty common to see delusions yeah sometimes you can see delusions just by themselves without sure. anything else definitely there are some people who are just have delusions mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and then there's no other symptom. And that's – to me, I – again, it's like if it's not causing any harm for this right. person to Right. That's believe, the main factor. This like, thing, again, some of those somatic ones, if they're picking at their skin and mm-hmm. causing physical harm to themselves – Right. That's a bad delusion. Right. You know, the one person who I had schizotypal disorder, you know, he believed that he, like, pooping was giving away his power. Like, he was losing a part of himself. So he would, like, try not to poop, right? Like, I'm, that's that's a, that's a bad thing. Like, you can't hold that toxin in, you know? So, like, there are ones that are medically <laughs> dangerous. That's a bad thing. <laughs> you know, let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Yeah, that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely like at, at a certain point, as mental health professionals, we super don't care right. what you believe in no. like the lovingest way. We don't sure. care. But more just- In like a non-judgmental way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But more just you can't eat a human's heart if you believe that that will give you the right. power if of If you're going to hurt yourself or others, yeah. then we got a problem. Yeah, that's, that's where it starts to get gnarly, which right. is- always hey gnarly see what yeah is that? i like that yeah 60, yeah 70 something I think like so. that yeah and okay. i mean i think there's a little bit too if it is the some of the persecutory ones if that's starting to inhibit your ability to function yeah then we're going to challenge it a little bit but we're mm-hmm. not again we're not going to necessarily question you we're just going to encourage you to kind of live life through it yeah try something different and make yeah. sure that it's not inhibiting you right essentially. right yeah, yeah. 
So the next thing that is a part of psychotic disorders and schizophrenia spectrum disorders are hallucinations. So hallucinations are a perception-like experience that occurs without any external stimulus. Mm -hmm. So that's a fancy way of saying that you are perceiving something that isn't there. Right. There is nothing in, in the world that other people can see. Let's say that. They're vivid. They're clear. They have the full force and impact of something that would normally exist in reality, but they're not under your control and other people are not experiencing them. Right. Yeah. Other people who are in that same room are not experiencing what you are experiencing, but you are having sensations mm-hmm. from our five senses mm-hmm. that are telling you that that's happening. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so they can occur in any sensory modality. So the most common is auditory. That yeah. means you might be hearing voices. They're distinct from your own thought. And often I notice that they do, they kind of mirror people's thoughts, but they are right. received as from outside. Right. So a voice is telling me that I'm worthless and terrible and that uh, nobody likes me, but it's not my own voice. It's like a disembodied voice. Right. It's a disembodied. I think for some people who have this, I mean, they do have some that are a little bit internal, but it's still like a different sounding voice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's experienced as separate from your own exactly. thinking. And I feel like for most of the people that I've experienced with this, they are, they're always mean. Like, yeah. it's not like if you're hearing the voices, they're never like super encouraging. <laughs> like the people <laughs> who have this diagnosis are not hearing voices that are like, you got this. They're all really awful mean things and mm-hmm. bad things or terrible things that are going to come to you. Mm-hmm. It can be more than one. It's usually, Oh, yeah. Normally it is more than one. Yeah. And they often mirror cognitive distortions. Correct. So they'll like catastrophize something or they will uh, tell the future negatively or right. they will do black and white thinking. Yeah. All say the black and white. Yeah. Like yeah. this person is like out to get you and they hate you. Right. That sort of stuff is really common. Although I did read there in that book that I referenced before, Crazy Like Us, where it talks about why America is so much sicker in terms of mental health concerns than other countries mm-hmm. per- present as. They talked about somewhere in there, I want to say it was an African nation. They discussed that schizophrenia, because it isn't treated as though it's something that's super negative or uncommon, sometimes the voices that people hear in those situations can be a bit more playful and uh, more, I wouldn't say fun, but almost like mischievous and less threatening. Like they're more ornery as opposed to being just total dicks that want you to be mean and hurt yourself. Yes. (laughs) And so I do do wonder if that's kind of like a cultural Cultural thing. Interesting. Yeah. For what that's worth. Yeah. Hey, who knows? So what are other kinds of hallucinations? The next most common would be visual, which Mm -hmm. is when you are seeing things. So you might be seeing figures, shadows, creatures, lights. You know, again, anything that's not actually physically present if somebody else is in that room, they're not seeing it, but you are. Oh, yeah. I have both (laughs) – I have both experienced auditory and visual hallucinations. I have too when sick. Yep. Yep. It's actually not super uncommon to have experienced this. Mm -hmm. I think the media represents auditory and visual hallucinations as like the pinnacle of losing your mind. Right. And which, what does that even mean, losing your mind anyway? (laughs) Right? Like, I lost my marbles a long time ago. We all have lost our mind at one point (laughs) or another. As long as we sew it back together, (laughs) we're good. Put that thing on a leash. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, but I mean, I think a really common experience is like you said, like a fever. Yes. Yeah, I had a a really bad fever. And yeah, I heard like all my loved ones were like saying mean shit to me in my head or like really. Oh, and like, yeah. And like there were like shadow figures and Mm -hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was like it was scary m- more threatening yeah did you have a super high fever at that time I, yeah. yeah yeah was it when you were a kid mm-hmm. like young yeah, yeah i was a youth and i didn't tell anyone because i was scared about it yeah i mean no of course of course you're like well uh, that's it my parents are probably like what <laughs> you're like i just got really sick and just kind of dealt with it yeah i didn't want anyone to know <laughs> stuff those feelings way down right that's you know the- how we're taught guys <laughs> That's in this Western way. Yeah. Put a little ranch on that shit and shut up. (laughs) Oh. Exactly. Oh, there's another one. Yeah. Oh, there's another one. I mine has been uh, related to sleep deprivation. Oh, that. Yeah. 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 So definitely. (laughs) Woo. I've been so sleep deprived at one point in time where I was hearing somebody call my name when I was kind of on the verge of sleep, Mm -hmm. and it was like. They would just say, like, Sunny, Sunny. They would whisper it, and then it would go, Sunny, and I'd wake up. Like, I wasn't, like, awake. I was, like, kind of- Yeah, in that middle stage. Drifting yeah, out, yeah. and it, I would, like, jerk awake when I would hear my name called. And then when that would happen, I'd wake up, and I would see, like, a shadow figure, like, kind of dash across the yeah. room. And I was like, oh, that's enough of that. Right. Thank you. Yeah, go away now. Thank you for Goodbye. That. That's enough. And then, of course, when you sleep, it goes away. It's sure. Just like, yeah, once you actually felt better and got yep. good rest and- Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sleep, sleep, insomnia stuff, fever, they can all trigger psychosis. Or, you know, these hallucinations can be a part of schizophrenia or right. can be a part of a psychotic disorder. Yeah. And again, there, I mean, psychotic breaks can happen. People, you know, we're going to get into these various ones, but there are brief- psychotic moments that people can have and experience due to different things in their life so definitely it doesn't have to be uh permanent no so there's also obviously so there's sensory hallucinations too just to keep that in mind right so i've had clients talk about they felt like they were being grabbed yeah physically feeling something on their skin Mm -hmm. or even smells Oh, yeah. You know, different things that they they smell that mm-hmm. aren't actually there. Yeah. Some of that I'm not convinced. I'm more thinking a lot Trauma. of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very often Same. it's just a re-experiencing symptom yep. rather than a hallucination. I notice that often people who provide medication will clarify something as they'll say it's a hallucination when in reality it's just a actually like a trauma a flashback memory. yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. like a it's a weird manifestation of a flashback so you'll, yes you know if, like smelling bodies yes yep. yeah people have had that before where that's not what's happening yeah or like <laughs> i smell cologne that isn't there mm-hmm. and the cologne was somebody who per- perpetrated something negative against me right or i saw somebody's face in somebody else's face and right. then when i looked back it was it wasn't Not there. that. Or, yeah. you know, I felt somebody like standing behind me and that was the precursor to something really negative happening. And then I turn around and no goes there. away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That sort of stuff. It's often more trauma. But again, as everything, <laughs> psychotic disorders, trauma and schizophrenia. There's a lot of overlap. I mean, yeah, it's just a huge amount of overlap. So we say these things, but, you know, keep that in mind. Right. Keep that in yeah. mind. Any, any sense can be... 
associated with hallucination potentially right there's also a category of symptoms called disorganized thinking or disorganized speech so what does that mean this is typically identified from the speech so we're gonna break down your thinking pattern by observing your speech kind of like we talked about in the mse the mental status exam episode Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so some examples might be loose associations Mm -hmm. which is that minimal logical connection between ideas Mm mm-hmm we got the word salad. My favorite phrase. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's just time. a mixture of a whole bunch of Words randomness that... that do not connect at all. <laughs> yep, we're just saying, and, but, dear, face paint, banana, right? Like, right. word salad. Nothing. Right, nothing. Nothing can be <laughs> organized from that. Yeah. <laughs> then we have the tangential and circumstantial, which is the train of thought that the response misses the question asked or the person never really gets the point. Mm-hmm. And they kind of just constantly digress to some kind of randomly irrelevant details. And I do want to note that to some degree, tangential and circumstantial speech is kind of common. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't, you don't need to have a psychotic disorder to have that type of speech, Mm -hmm. but it is one that can present itself. Right, right. Very true. Very true. So there's also another category of symptoms that goes within psychotic disorders. Right. Which is grossly disorganized or abnormal motor behavior including catatonia catatonia being i'm basically doing nothing no movement at all i might even like look locked up and rigid yeah yeah glassy-eyed yeah and just like not moving at all so a lot of these behaviors they manifest themselves in a lot of different ways it can be all the way from childlike silliness to unpredictable agitation they might be problems in any form of goal-directed behavior leading to difficulties in performing activities of daily living so more about catatonia what is that catatonic behavior is again marked by a decrease in reactivity to the environment so something is happening in front of you and they're not necessarily responding or reacting or engaging Mm -hmm. the way that you would expect somebody to do again they might experience some rigidity where they're just kind of really straight and firm and like their muscles are tense yeah Yeah. like they look really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. or they might be even in a stupor where they're kind of bent over They might be unable to speak or respond or move, and it can last for hours or even days if left untreated. Yeah. Yeah. It can cause a person to form strange movements and stay in uncomfortable looking positions. They won't shift. And again, I think this is really related to, not to be a science-y nerd here, but the dopaminergic pathways, dopamine. Mm -hmm. So you see this same sort of stuff in like parkinson's conditions or other dopamine related conditions it's very like neurologically based yeah 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 uh so the the, some the catatonia can be like a lack of dopamine let's say i'm being really reductionistic and sometimes like shuffling or not being able to move can be related to that or you can have too much and that might cause something else but it's often movement focused right and that's kind of its own kind of category and can be associated with all sorts of different diagnoses Uh this kind of behavior but it does in the dsm if you're looking in the categories it falls under this category for definition and explanation right and so we've also got the negative symptoms the negative symptoms which is they're kind of like depressive symptoms yeah they're they're like stuff that you're not doing it's like right. the absence of something, right. hence being negative, like the negative space of something, like the background of something. So they're associated with schizophrenia, but they're less prominent in other psychotic disorders. And there are types. 
So one is diminished emotional expressions. You just have this flat face. Yeah. It's blunted blank. You don't have a changing facial expression. You don't really react. You might have a monotone voice, poor eye contact, and attention problems. Right. Then you have avolition, which is a decreased in motivated, self-initiated, purposeful activities. So this kind of does look similar to loss of interest in in activities. You might just sit for a long period of time. You're not showing interest in participating in work or social activities or doing anything kind of like that. (laughs) Right, right, right. Exactly. And then following that, there is something called elogia, which is just a poverty of speech. It means that you won't speak or you won't generate speech freely on your own to start a conversation. And even when you are asked to be responding to a conversation, you will not freely generate any kind of responses. So it involves vague. Yeah. A few words. You're answering only what it's directly asked. Maybe not even that. You may be vague, repetitive, or overly concrete. You're just not able able to generate new creative thinking with your speech. Right. And then we have anhedonia, which is a decreased ability to experience pleasure from positive or enjoyable stimuli. Or they even just lack memory of what previous pleasure they experienced in life. It like feels like they've never experienced pleasure in their entire life when they maybe have. Mm-hmm. They've had happy moments, but they don't even remember what that feels like. Right. So things that used to bring them joy, A, are not. Mm-hmm. And B, Maybe they just can't even recall what joy felt like. Right. You could give them a unicorn floaty and ask them to, you know, swim in a pool of chocolate pudding and give them a briefcase filled with money, which sounds like a great day, but it's not going to really trigger a whole lot. Right. It's just going to feel like nothing. Yep. That's anhedonia. And then we have asociality, which is no interest in social interactions. Just withdrawal. You want to be alone. It can be associated with avolition. But it can be a manifestation of limited opportunity for social relations. Right. So, yeah. So I wanted to pause for a second before we move on to anything else. And this may actually end up then being two episodes. But I wanted to talk about how this is a lot of different symptoms. Michaela could be experiencing one end of these symptoms and I could be experiencing another end of these symptoms and we would look completely different. Right. Again, it's a spectrum. Every every single diagnosis, every single even category of symptoms is a spectrum. Right. (laughs) Right. And so this is kind of like there have been arguments made that these are waste bucket diagnoses. Mm. And there have also been some new research studies suggesting that these are actually genetically on different genes it's not like one syndrome rather that these expressions of these symptoms are on different like genes so they would all be separate entities but that often they coalesce to form a thing thing together so it's not really like one syndrome but that you can have individual of these symptoms really and Mm so i'm assuming that at some point in the future in other dsm iterations right 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 we're gonna see some kind of development of these being broken down further maybe or maybe just talked about again like on a spectrum or maybe just right. as individual symptoms etc rather than like yeah a full individual syndrome. diagnoses instead of yep yeah 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 that yeah. makes sense yeah so like for example i mean if i was gonna hit five of these maybe i have okay, actually, I've had patients like this. So maybe I have an idea that the FBI is following me. And maybe once in a while, I hear people whispering behind my back. So maybe that's my auditory hallucination. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's not really happening. And maybe I have loose associations. So I don't have a lot of logic behind why I think these things are true. And it's hard to follow my speech about that. And maybe I kind of sit at home alone. And I'm a bit of a shut in. And I just like, 
have this lack of desire to engage with people. So that's one end of the spectrum of something that I could have and I would look one way, whereas I could have maybe a religious delusion. Mm. Uh, I could think I'm Jesus. Right. I could be seeing <laughs> angels. Yeah. Right? right. And I could be perhaps like very verbose mm-hmm. and just saying things that don't make a lot of sense. And maybe I'm just having blunted expression, but I still am very engaged. Right. Very outgoing still yet. Because right. you're preaching. Right. Exactly. You're being Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> I'm being Jesus. I'm getting my followers. And so there's a lot of different options. And yeah. these things can look super, super different across people. And there's no really one right or wrong way to be a person who has these sorts of things, <laughs> right. right? Right. So I just wanted to point out that that's it's like any diagnosis. I mean, people with PTSD are not all the same. People with schizophrenia are not all the same. People with depression yeah. are not all the same. It's right. The, the personalities of people differ. It is a person with schizophrenia or a person with psychosis or a person with hallucinations, but that is not their definition of who they are as a person. Right. It's kind of what oh, I want yeah, to yeah, point yeah. out. Because I think that that one with serious mental illness, people start... Yeah. When it comes to schizophrenic, like, you're schizophrenic. Yeah. No. No, no, no. no They're no, a no. person who struggles with schizophrenia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I have this condition just like I have heart disease or diabetes or whatever. It's a thing I have, but it doesn't define my personality. No, it doesn't define who I am. And again, even like with most other diagnoses, if they are given proper treatment, if they are given, like they can kind of recover and they might relapse and fall back into it or they might, you know, just because they are having these symptoms and they might be heightened at one point doesn't mean they're going to be heightened forever. Yeah, it's not permanent. It's not completely disabling. We have these just perceptions that are extremely... Yeah, thanks media. Yeah. I would say, you know, I think that a beautiful mind, for example, does an interesting job of like talking about psychosis and schizophrenia. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly some exaggerations, obviously. Sure, sure, sure. But you can see that this person is brilliant, mm-hmm. highly successful, has a wife. I think he has kids. I mean, he's a professor, right. right? Like he figures out a way to treat himself. He figures out a way to have a happy, meaningful life. And that's, I mean, that is totally within the cards. And yeah. so even though these things sound really severe, I just always like to point this out. And I think the treatment model for interacting with folks who have these kind of conditions and are struggling with them is to be focused on strengths and yes. not to constantly yeah. be badgering about, well, what did you hear today? What did you see no, that wasn't there? Definitely. That's no, no, useful. no, no. Not useful at all. Yeah. And actually even, I don't know, have you ever worked in a PRRC before? Psychosocial Rehabilitation and Recovery Center. I've worked, I not no, not necessarily in that. I've worked in inpatient units and yeah. I've worked with various people who do have this diagnosis yeah but i haven't worked in that kind of a setting for sh- like where because that sounds like a wraparound yes it's services a, type thing exactly <laughs> i haven't it's, had that much support it's <laughs> yeah right you're like um i'm a social worker you so have to like, do it all by ourselves like no i'm everything like what you just like you like narrow your eyes you're like wait there's support we can do that. <laughs> no, there's a it in really well functioning, well staffed. I'm basically saying a delusion of my own. <laughs> in well functioning, well staffed m- mental health locations, there's things called PRCs for mental health conditions that are more severe in nature, like these ones. And basically, you have people 
who help you to go out in the community, meet right. people, socialize. You have groups where folks interact who have the same kinds of conditions to kind of support and help each other, like support groups. And you have individual therapy. And then you have maybe a social worker involved to make sure that you're on your feet, you have a home, and right. that you your have finances your rent are paid. good. Yeah. yeah. And, it's and again, you're getting cool. out and actually engaging in life and you're doing, yeah, yeah, all these different things and activities that are set up for you and, you know, making sure that you're functioning. Yeah, it's really wellness focused yeah. and it's not as medication focused. I mean, a lot of times people will get some benefit from the meds and so they will have like, oh, here's how to put your pills all together to make sure that you're taking them at the right times. But it's not as focused on like you being right. sick in that way. So yeah. I just thought I'd mention that. It's I a like really that. cool addition. And I just think with the DSM, you see all this like, here's the pathology. Here's the pathology. Here's yes. the pathology. Yes. And I always want to caution people of this is a list of symptoms, but it is not a representation of a person. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's anyway. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and because of my tangent, we're going to be doing two episodes on this. Whoop, whoop. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. We're going to call it a mini series again. Yeah. I like that. I'm loving that. so fancy. I'm loving that phrase. <laughs> and what we have next is we're going to actually talk a little bit more about the specific disorders. Right. Within psychotic and delusional disorders and since we've broken down each of these symptoms we're just going to kind of say which symptoms they have in that checklist like we're not going to have to break down delusional speech again and hallucinations you know yeah do your homework (laughs) listen (laughs) to this episode before the next one for sure remember what we said (laughs) so this week i think that probably as we wrap up this podcast we probably won't do an outside of session practice because we'll end up doing two today we'll end up recording two for the audience yeah we're gonna record two today but so our apologies yeah but so we won't have a a practice for next session but we can say something that we tried you know mental health wise just generally that made our lives easier that we can reflect upon and then we'll have kind of a specific practice next time that sounds good i like that so do you have a joke for me this week i do all right hit me I was dating someone who struggled with schizophrenia for a while. Mm-hmm. We didn't work out, though. They were seeing other people. No. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, I just had a dad joke. Okay. You know what, Michaela? I don't trust those trees outside your window. Okay. They seem a little shady. Ah, <laughs> I like that. And that's it. That's what I've got today. I dig it. Uh, so thank you all so much for joining us today. We do hope that you rate, review, and follow us. Yeah. And we're so appreciating that the life minutes you dedicate to this. Really we appreciate you guys so much. Yeah. We Every minute that you spend listening to our podcast, it warms our little souls. It does. <laughs> It uplifts us. It uplifts us. Yes, you're the wind beneath our wings. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we will see you next week, and we will do part two of schizophrenia and psychotic disorders. Yeah, see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.